Well, so start Rocket us out. League's out. Yeah. yeah, Rocket League's out. Let's do that. Okay, can we talk about how Rocket League right now is the only thing that matters in video games? <laughs> I, it, I mean, I know it's been out for a long time, but with its release on Xbox, of course, it's it's closer to home with me and relevant. It it just feels like it's taking the world by storm. Oh yeah, like anybody yeah. who hasn't played it on PC or PS4 is now playing it and officially most people on earth are playing rocket league or have at least tried it. And yeah. I think, um, I think legitimately everybody on my friends list bought it. Yeah. Which is it's, pretty funny. It's such a no brainer purchase. Like I'm, I was just talking to the guys the other day and like, I'm thrilled for the developers. I mean, I just can't believe uh, oh, how much yeah. money they must be making. The, the news report is that they sold 11 million total now. Across all platforms. Which is which is a lot for something that size too. And something that simple. And yeah. And um I guess it was only at ten in January, so I, if it sold a million that quick on Xbox, that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, definitely. Um I'm not a big fan of the four on four. No, and that's not what you really should be playing anyway. Or even three on three. So I you, still like you guys I, I like three on three a lot. Alex, two on two is so cool. Okay, yeah, it, it sort of makes sense. Uh, I'll be honest, I haven't played as much as everybody else, and don't get me wrong, I adore it, and I'm going to be playing it a lot more. But as I mentioned, with company in town and with souls consuming most of my thought process during the day, yeah, uh, yeah that's taken up a lot. That's but yeah, Josh and I are off to a pretty good start. We've only lost um, a handful of times. Yeah, we've only lost a handful and probably played like 20 to 30 games. By I now. have lost most games. <laughs> but I also, yeah. I it's I haven't played a single two-on-two. Two. Right. I feel like with a decent team, I mean, I'm not bad. I'm not great, but I'm not bad either. Um, My, my only real the grievance with the game is that you don't get credit in any way, shape, or form for killing people. But my guess you is because they want to discourage that. No, you do though, and I don't get any points. They, you should get a demolition. You, you get a get demolition, but you demolition. don't get any points. Really? One hundred percent sure. I never do that. I barely ever do that anyway. Well, I, I love it, and I think I think it's I think it contributes, you know, to the game, and no, it's a good it definitely, strategy. It definitely is a good strategy. It's yeah, a defensive strategy. It, like yeah. it sucks because a lot of times I'll get no joke two or three kills in the game, but not do anything else, and I look like a bum because I have zero points. Right, but. Again, I didn't know it wasn't worth points. The argument could be that it, they don't want people to focus on that. So, who knows? Well, and also, if you really are focusing on that, you're an idiot. Because you're just... Also true. Like, you should only do that when the opportunity presents itself as, yeah. like, a defensive... Yeah, and, and the reason I think I probably do it maybe a little more than the average person is because I'm constantly also thinking about that. Like, if I yeah, see... I a cluster I never of people. Th I never really think about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people do. But like, whenever I see a cluster of people, and I'm also happening to go for the ball, I'm like, I'm gonna pick up a full power up on the way, and then boost into this dude right. and kill him. So, right. I worry about the ball too much to do that. Yeah, and and the only time the only time I really worry about other players is if like I just happen to be near them, and it it's like the perfect time to like try and box them out or something. Mm -hmm. And usually you, you, I mean, you can't really blow them up. You have to really kind of go for them. Right. And yeah. Demolitions <laughs> kind of just happen. 
Yeah, ball they do. Cam, that's also true. Ball cam or not ball cam? Yeah, I was ball gonna cam. ask. Definitely ball cam. Yeah, I think if you were insanely good, I think you have more freedom with non ball cam. I don't think I'll ever get to that point. It's just it's a lot. It makes a lot more sense for me to use it. Right. I switch on and off depending on what I'm doing. I've done that a couple I think times. That's the best Josh. Way to go. Yeah. Like if it's behind me, I turn it on. But I can't shoot with ball cam on because I can't. The angles don't make sense to me. Yeah. See, from playing so much and just automatically going to ball cam from the very beginning, like I'm incredibly used to those angles. Yeah, you're a and creature like, of habit. Yeah. So like, I know how to judge everything based around ball cam, and I never switch off of it. Ugh. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's been. It's been interesting talking to you about it, Josh, because you are always weird with controls and everything. <laughs> and like you were first starting out saying, I hate ball cam. Yeah. And then and then now you see like the benefit of it. I mean, at least switching back and forth, I totally understand how that can be possibly even a better way to play. Um, it, but just for me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I didn't that, use ball that, cam at all at first. I hadn't pl- yeah that's what I mean. I hadn't um I hadn't even looked at what the non ball cam was since I first played the game and then when you and I were like basically arguing about it I turned it off of and and I just I don't get it. It really it really messes with my head because I'm just so used to always focusing on the ball and angling my car that way and being like having situational awareness of the entire court based around ball cam. Like that fixed camera just, it just fucks me up. I feel like having focusing on the goal is just as important, if not more important, than focusing on the ball. And I can't focus on the goal if I'm using ball cam. Well, and then this is this was my point was that you know where the goal is. The goal is stacked. Yes, but it's if always the, in the same spot. But if the ball's up in the air, you don't know if anyone is in front of the goal because you're not seeing the goal. Yeah, so it might I mean, not I be guess... best to go for the goal. That's true. That's true. But I always, I almost always err on the side of hit the ball or do something with the ball because more often than not, it might glance into the goal or you're going to defend the goal, Mm -hmm. basically. Like it, I don't know. It just makes more sense. I learned a good lesson the other night, Alex, that um, alcohol and Rocket League are not a good mixture. (laughs) I find that hard to believe. It's, it's just, it does not work. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Uh, I, I look forward to testing that theory because regardless of whether or not it works, it sounds like fun. It, Dr- drunk driving Rocket League. Yeah, I mean, lead, it sort of carries over into real life. Custom leads, games Leads to missing balls. <laughs> when, when you're playing ranked matches, it's, it's no good. Because mm-hmm. Nick and I plan to go pro, so yeah. we can't be fucking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's been... We've only had, out of all those games, and and especially in ranked, like, we flew through the early stages to get ranked. Like, you have to play 10 matches, and then it... Like Halo. It checks your stats and then gives you a tier. Mm -hmm. And we dominated those first 10. I think we lost one or two Mm -hmm. out of 10. And and every game we won, we would score, like, five, six-plus goals. And the other team would do nothing. That's awesome. And, And, like, now, this much further in... They're still totally lopsided. Like, the only games we lost were very close, mm-hmm. and we lost by, like, a goal. And 
I think we've only gone into overtime and won once, twice. That reminds me, I recorded that the ending of that one match that you saved with a second left. You remember that the other night? Yes. Yes. I forgot all yes. about that. Um, and I was thinking, like, we were playing this morning and how intense overtime was. Like, mm-hmm. and just how intense those last final seconds are. And it got me thinking, like, man, we're so worked up over this. But it means nothing. Imagine, like, well, a no. hockey game that you're in overtime for, like, a Stanley Cup or something. How yeah. how someone has to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's I crazy. Know. I get I get worked up like I get worked up only when Rocket League gets that tense. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's kind of like just go with yeah. it. But but some overtimes are just insane. Like when I was still playing on PC, I probably I think one of the longest overtimes I had was probably ten minutes. What? And just yeah, just sudden. Just imagine sudden death. Like the first goal wins, and then I'd have a heart attack constantly. Constantly going back and forth for ten minutes, like that's such sustained intensity. It's nuts. Yeah, I don't think I'd like that. Even the games we lost, it was because of stupid mistakes. Like we'll, we're over. Well, with, yeah, which could be said right. for like any game. Yeah, you know? I'm still. I still want to see the people out there who, like you said, that have that ball control in the air. I haven't seen much of that yet. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't I understand mean, that. Yeah. So Alex, I guess Josh. Could not grasp me explaining this for okay. the longest time. I did. Have you? I want to say I did you, understand it at one point. You didn't. You you did it. It just took but a while. You got it now. Yeah. the The whole rocket and boost stuff. Ha, do you do you get that you can like sort of stop yourself in the air and then maneuver with the rocket? I get everything. I'm not good at it because I think it's extremely complicated and it takes a while to learn but yeah i get it. right yeah well okay because i couldn't explain that clearly enough to josh and it was incredibly frustrating putting it more simply you can fly yeah yes and that was the word i kept not using Mm -hmm. and then as soon as soon as he said that it was like oh yeah duh yeah i'm using that you you can fly like you can actually fly yeah and like that's what yeah and that's what josh is talking about like and what I was trying to explain is, like, the higher-level Rocket League play is, like, everybody sees the ball go super high up in the air and waits for it to come down, usually. And once you get really good control of flying through the air like that, you'll see people go from the ground level, like, up to the very top of the court and hit the ball the way they want to and possibly score. Yeah. And, like, then... And then add in like defensive stuff with that too like not just trying to score it's it's like a whole nother level of the game yeah that it's another level it's the level that i could never compete at because uh we joke about going pro and it would be amazing but you wouldn't you couldn't have a day job you would you would have to play that game all the time yeah when the game first came out like they people were already like putting up videos of just some really ridiculous shit that they could do yeah and it's just anything else needs practice, I'm sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Rocket League. We'll see, Rocket we'll see how long sweet. it lasts for me. Whoever doesn't have it, this is a no-brainer purchase. Like, buy mm. that game. You yeah. It's, it's fun by yourself, too. Like, I know some people might not think that, but even even I played so much on PC just by myself with random players, and... 
you'd be surprised at how people just know how to play their position like or or switch switch positions and whatever so yeah i don't think i'll play ranked by myself really yeah, yeah I, I i was going to this morning if you didn't get on i'll i'll maybe i'll start a season cuz they have that whole thing you can do oh like against ai yeah put it on like pro or something i don't know i never knew that yeah <laughs> just like any sports game you can do a season and the AI is actually pretty good at the game. Yeah, I had bots come into games when people dropped out, and it was yeah. still good. Yeah. Rocket League. Yep. Out now on Xbox. And welcome to the 2v1 podcast. I'm Nick, joined by Josh and Alex. Hello. Goodbye. <laughs> Later. See ya. That's thanks it. For, Short episode for, this week. Thanks for listening to the Rocket League episode. <laughs> Nick, did you give up on XCOM yet? No, I didn't give up, give up on XCOM. When are you going to give and up? And real quick, I did just want to air grievance. Xbox, once again, terrible performance oh, with Rocket League launch. Probably just just terrible. Time. Like, the party stuff is all, all messed up. Can't hear people occasionally. Can't connect with people. We had, we had trouble with more than two people often. The like, past, we had a custom... The past couple nights, um, uh, I, I've, again, because I've been so... I've been so slavish with playing Souls. I, I've missed out on some big Rocket League groups, and I don't even, I didn't even have fear of missing out because I kept checking the group chat issues. on my phone, and they were just freaking out about how horrible the parties were. Yeah, it's going through the uh, MCC syndrome. Yeah, except it's like all console problems. Yeah, it's it's the console it's... game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Why do you think I'd that like it's think doing it's... the exact same thing MCC did, where once the party no hit like M- MCs, regardless. But yeah, I... it's it's through Xbox. Yeah, it's not necessarily the game. Yeah, well, MCC was like I wouldn't both. say it that was the game unless, and the Xbox. Whereas like, this is it's all Xbox problems. But but do we know that? That's the thing. Like yes, I don't want to say that still works. That... I think so, because because I was not able to. The here's why. I we often were getting out of Rocket League. We were leaving the game. We were quitting out of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And then I could not connect to a party with people. I couldn't see that people were online. Yeah, I had to restart my Xbox multiple times. I wasn't in Rocket League. Yeah, and 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 what it I'm was, saying is, Xbox. Josh, like the game works fine. There's no yeah. problem with the game. It's it's all about getting into those ridiculous parties. And yeah, once that number gets bigger, it's gets so unwieldy and i still blame i'm sure at some level nat is playing a role in that because when you have eight people (laughs) if even one person has a really shitty nat it screws everything up okay here we go the game also seems to suffer from hanging issues whenever a game ends often the game itself will lock up for a few seconds when the clock hits zero well okay well you can read whatever you want i'm just saying i've never had game issues I wouldn't say the game. I mean, I've seen a couple weird things with the game, but this is outside the party stuff. I'm I'm talking purely about okay, we were trying to f- trying to play Rocket League in a party of multiple people, had to quit out of the game and still could not get in a party through Xbox. That's that's my issue. Is like okay, maybe the servers were getting killed because everybody was trying to play Rocket League. That's not a fucking excuse. Well, the good like, news is that update this morning supposedly fixed it. Supposedly on Xbox. Yeah, well, that was that. That's what that update was for, Nick. That one that we just had to download. Oh well, hopefully. And it says online players should now properly transition into a session after accepting an Xbox One party invite, which is what the issue 
was. Yeah, which, why are we having issues 10 years later after it worked perfectly on 360? You know what, though? Quite honestly, they fix that pretty quick. Four days. If it, I guess so. If it's actually fixed, but it's that's saying what it was addressed. But regardless, it was a nightmare for the first couple days. True. wonder if MCC's fixed. What's Halo? Huh. I actually played a lot of Halo this week. I don't know why. I haven't played in days. Crazy. Yeah, for me, that is crazy. I, I really haven't. What's Halo? I thought about playing Fallout again. Yeah, and, and there's news with Fallout, which sort of is sort of exciting. So the the beta thing? Yeah, uh, I mean, let's jump into that. Can, can um, we still register? Well, not just the beta, but well, the DLC in general. Just DLC in general, but like I was going to talk about the beta thing, and I think it's probably not going to matter, um, because... For those unaware, Fallout DLC finally got announced. Um, previously, there was a season pass available for $30. Now that they announced what is actually in the DLC, it's some kind of Pokemon-esque thing where you can build your own companion robots and stuff. You can capture monsters and make them fight each other. I think those are two separate they are. mini DLCs. Mm-hmm. And then the main one, which adds like campaign stuff, is called Far Harbor, which sounds similar to Point Lookout with Fallout 3. It's a whole other area with a story, etc. Which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Now, standalone, they said that Far Harbor is $25. And like I said previously, the season pass was 30 So they are increasing the season pass price to 50 Oh my god. There's... Oh, you didn't know that part. No. Okay. So there's there's another planned big expansion that they haven't announced yet, that will be included in that price. It's just, we don't know when it's coming. Now, to clarify, that $30 price tag, you have until March 1st to still get it for $30. Which now leads into the beta thing. Bethesda is offering a beta for the DLC, which is pretty funny. That is so strange. They're trying to get... they're definitely trying to get out in front of any bugs or issues or whatever. And good that for them. That's had. fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. And and the whole fun thing is that if you sign up for the beta, you just go to their website Bethesda.net and like opt in consoles and PC. If they choose you, you get the DLC for free. They just give you a code and you automatically have the season pass. Now the season pass or just this piece? The season season pass. pass. Oh, I thought it was just a piece. No. Hmm. So, the problem, which is, I, I mentioned to you guys, but it's already February 20th. March 1st is fastly approaching, and the first pack of DLC comes out in March? Josh? Yeah, do you one know that? per month. Yeah, March, April, May, so far. So... There's a really good chance they may not send out that beta access before March 1st. You know? So, like, you can gamble and wait and see if you get accepted, but I'm almost certainly just getting the season pass for 30. (laughs) Because I know I was going to... I planned on playing whatever DLC they were announcing. Despite all my issues with the game, I still put 80 hours into it and loved playing it. So, like, I I planned on doing that no matter what and might as well get it for that cheaper price. So, um, but that, that whole, that whole, uh, increasing the season pass, I've only seen happen with dying light so far. 
I'm totally okay with it. I am okay with it because they give you mm-hmm. heads up. A, a heads up. They're giving you yeah, a choice, yeah. No, I agree. If they changed it overnight, like you you wanted to buy it Monday night and you forgot, and then you woke up Tuesday morning and it's 50 now, Yeah, that would be horrible. That would be dirty. Yeah, dirty. Now It'd be gross. Yeah, gross. And you could also look at it as if they're forcing your hand, too. Like, Which they are. They're forcing your hand. Well, like I said, I was going... I was planning on playing them anyway, and and they hadn't announced how it worked or whatever, so I held off on the season pass because I you never know what they're actually going to do with season passes. So I wanted to know what the content was, and now that I know, Far Harbor alone I would probably pay twenty five to thirty dollars with the other stuff. The other stuff, I don't know how much I'll mess with it, but it's bonus whatever. It's like the Skyrim it, DLC it, for it's building. Not, and like it, it's just kind it's, of it's DLC sure but it's like a very niche kind of thing like and it's very yeah it's very like minor stuff that isn't going to appeal to everybody and not everybody would use like I, the Pokemon and thing's a cool idea I, I won't do anything with it I probably won't either the the robot building stuff sounds cool and, and there is a mission around that you can it, build a cannibal android Nick yeah yeah I can hopefully <laughs> even though nothing looks like them in in Fallout but to go back, I don't feel like my hand was forced because I planned on playing whatever they did anyway as soon as I found out about what it was. If anything, I this guess. is better for you. Because right. yeah, now right. they're like, doing more for what you initially thought was just $30. Right. Like, So so I feel totally okay with it. It's, it's for the people that, like, well, I like Fallout. I don't know if I want to come back to it. Etc. And maybe I should get the season pass, or maybe I shouldn't. And then now that they see that the price is going up, they, it's like kind of hedging your bet. Like, yeah, but well, I might as well get. get if it for somebody, $30. if somebody would have rather played it on a one-off basis for ten and fifteen dollar pieces at a time, right? And yeah. you can still do that. You can still buy them separately. Yeah. It's well, at just, this point, it would make no sense to do. It that. It kind of makes no sense, which is usually the the whole thing with season passes is mm-hmm. like yeah you can buy them separately if you want to but you save a tiny bit of money if you just buy the season pass which is another hand forcing thing mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i'm still but i'm looking forward to it i could just not get fought or play the dlc and get the dying late thing because i'm still contemplating going back and trying to play through that yeah it'd be a just playing another whole game we could we could start Fallout. a new bet on the podcast how many times will Josh mention Dying Light before he actually does or does not play it? <laughs> and place a bet when he actually will buy it. Yes. Maybe yes. I just need to bite the bullet. Maybe you do. <laughs> you clearly want to well, play it's just because it. I've never seen bad about it. But so like why aren't you playing it? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Like you don't there's no reason you just think you want to play it but if you haven't gone out and bought it or whatever josh is actually being affected by peer pressure yeah video gaming peer pressure yeah a little bit i mean peer pressure could be any review you read that convinces you to buy a game basically basically that's that's all that is yeah yeah so sure the the expansion for that sounds pretty cool too yeah that's why i mean that's why i want to play it supposedly those vehicles are really fun yeah 
We'll see. I'll I'll never play it. All I know is I did play it, and you could I could read a hundred reviews that are ten out of ten. Would play again, and I already played it. I well, I still think we were in busy video game moods. I don't know, man. I think I really think because I mean, going from a game that we loved like Dead Island, Alex. I don't. I don't know how you, we went from such a love for playing that game together I think to not liking Dying Light at all. We're revamping a tired conversation. We are, okay. for sure. So, if you want to play Dying Light, just go buy it, Josh, and stop talking <laughs> about it. <laughs> and then let us know if you actually like it. Yep. <laughs> well, I, one last thing about Dying Light is I blame me not liking it because we were playing with Erski. I know you said that, <laughs> Greg. If you listen to this, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, video games. Yeah. Um. And you brought up XCOM earlier, and I didn't. I didn't want to get away from Rocket League without shitting on Xbox again because I hate it. Good call. You love but Xbox. I I don't want to talk too much about the game itself because like I can't really explain any more of it. Though. It is still very difficult. At the same time, I've kind of passed a point where I feel like I'm in total control of my game. And I know, I think I've seen every enemy there is, so I can't, there's like no surprises really anymore, so I can prepare for everything. That would be awesome if something surprised you. Well, you never know, it still could. The, The thing that I was thinking about playing this game is that you we've I've mentioned how you can technically hit a point where you could theoretically not win or beat the game or whatever and depends on so many factors but like you could dig yourself into a hole that is unwinnable if you're not careful and I've said again like I started this planning on not saving and reloading saving and reloading but I started to because it it sort of for me turned into a puzzle game like I have to figure out how to perfectly execute this scenario, which is another way to look at it and is totally fine, too. And now, like, I can't really lose doing that. However, if I would get to another point of never finishing the game, I wouldn't really be upset. Because I'm not really playing this game for the story, which is really the only payoff for finishing it, other than overcoming the entire challenge i guess so that brought up my thought and this is kind of like roguelike games where i've played a lot of roguelikes that i've never finished but but what do you consider finishing a roguelike because i feel like roguelikes are their own separate little realm well there a lot of them are different too a lot of them have different like win states sort of like spelunky has an ending boss and a secret ending boss and if you if you complete the secret ending boss you essentially beat the game other than going back and playing it your own way and very varying how you play and etc like speed running doing whatever there there is technically a way to beat that game um ftl faster than light the the strategy space game has an ending has a final boss etc like, they, they do have endings. Mo- most of them have endings in some way. But the point I'm trying to make is that XCOM is sort of the same, is that I'm not playing it for that ending. It's more the gameplay. I just want I just like the gameplay. I just want to always play the game. It doesn't matter if I win or lose, really. 
Binding of and Isaac's the same way. It has an end. I was, it has an I was end. Gonna boss ask you that I never got to. I was gonna. Okay, so like what I was leading up to, long preamble, is that you two always struck me as you can't not finish a game. Double mm-hmm. negative. Like you, you must complete a game or it will drive you crazy. You cannot not finish. Yeah, I. It was. It was. I messed up. So. I got over this fact a long, long time ago when I couldn't beat a specific game. And I wanted to ask you guys if it seems like you're still that way, Alex, you might not really be anymore, but are there games that you've never completed? And does it become a chore for you to complete games if, like, you start hating it and you just want to get through it or you're not liking it, but you have to complete it because it drives you crazy that you don't complete it? thus marring your opinion i feel like this is going to go down a dark path yeah so well that well that was the point okay. let's do it progressively cuz josh is the the farthest or furthest from you so with me i'm in the middle of the road and um i always used to be that way if i started a game i was going to finish it it doesn't it didn't matter what it was i i'm still that way with movies uh, which sucks but there are shorter times yeah i even i even stop movies and tv shows yes you yet. do i stop movies now uh, I I usually like Hitman forty seven. Really wanted to not finish that movie, but I did. Yeah. Um, but video games, on the other hand, uh, I always used to be that way. And then, ironically, even though the person who is still most afflicted by that mentality, Josh, he's the one who convinced me not to worry. You, both of you combined. You know, if I was playing something, it's the whole. I'd rather be playing something else. Right. Like, don't and and the it's that phrase and then the chore word, and right. chore games really started with me. I want to say that era for me began with Assassin's Creed Three. I did not <laughs> enjoy playing it. That was a chore, and it took me forever to play. I was also being a piece of shit and playing Marvel at the same time, the horrible <laughs> trading card game, World of Heroes. But, um, that being said, yeah, that that was whenever I started realizing that games can be chores. And here, here's the funny thing. The first that I can think of, the first full big retail title that I cold turkey quit because I was like, I don't like this game and I've got to be playing something else is Dying Light. Yeah, that's the same for me. Right. So it was recent. It, it was recent, a year ago. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to do that anymore. And we were talking about, we were talking about Van Helsing. Um, I'm not going to delete it off my Xbox. Every once in mm-hmm. a while, bros, I might, I might visit it. But my prediction is, A, I will not beat it, and B, I probably will delete it eventually. So, right, all right, I have two questions then. Nick, are we considering roguelikes with this? Well, the my that was more of an example. Okay. Because they're games that I feel like you could drive yourself crazy and get frustrated with mm-hmm. them to the point where I'm not beating this, in quotes, and then you're starting to dislike the game when in reality the the purpose of those games is replayability yeah. and you're supposed to just enjoy the moment to moment stuff. So like if you're going into it with that mindset of I must complete this, then you start getting agitated that you can't do it and then you start disliking the game. Okay, so I'm so going to say they're no. just an example. Yeah, we're not going to take Roguelikes into example. Yeah. And two, and this is a perfect Alex, for example, are we considering it for us not finishing a game? Does it have to be a chore? 
Like, is, is that why we're not finishing it or just in general? Th- that's that's kind of what I'm asking. It, it can be any reason. It can be because it's a chore or you just rather be playing something else or mm-hmm. you're like, you know what? I, I enjoy this, but here's something. I, actually, OK, I'm really glad we started this conversation because it's something I think I've come to realize about myself in video games. I consume video games in the exact same way that people read books. That's why I'm coming to realize why it is really no, there's no reason for me to play a game like Van Helsing. It's not something I've never experienced before. It's not anything new and it has zero story value. That is, whenever I'm like, I'm always looking at upcoming releases on Amazon and I'm making my little wish list because I I sort of like make mental notes of what games I want to play. The other day I was doing that, I thought to myself, what is driving these decisions? Why do I say no to this game and yes to this game? And especially yeah. with limited time management nowadays, I realize the only games I make time for are games that I want to experience the story in, if I care about the story. And, you know, I've since thrown you know Creed to the Wolves because I do not care at all. Um, yep. And then the only exception would be if I'm playing adversarial multiplayer games just to be social, like Halo, obviously. Right. Or right. But yeah, you know, I franchises that I will just always be devoted to until they do me wrong is you know the metal gears the mass effects um even the elder scrolls is 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 weird it's like a middle of the road thing because the stories are nothing but there's something that's so amazing about playing them and getting through them and beating them so Mm -hmm. i i guess that a game like that's a little bit of a gray area but um yeah i just I, i don't make time for games that have no interesting subject matter for me right more like you wouldn't play a game that's purely gameplay really like yeah i don't i don't think so i mean maybe if the right one came along but i I, i'm so stuck do you have any other examples well i was gonna gonna say roguelikes are a great example you would never invest time into a roguelike i probably like you know like spelunky and binding of isaac right yeah, I mean, I I might try them out just to do them. Like, oh, you know, you guys always talked about this. I wanted to see what it was, but or even a game. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not a roguelike, but even a game like Meat Boy. Sure. Yeah, like Meat Which Boy has is no one of my all time favorite games easily. Yeah. Okay. And it has no and it has a story sort of, but that's not the that's not why you play it. You play. Okay. It here's the thing. I never got into that myself. I swear there are games like that that I okay. It, no, but this has a story. Hotline Miami. That's the same instant. I love instant gratification. Those Being, are also. You also have to take into the fact, or like, <laughs> into into your head that those are very short. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to invest yeah. much time in them. You don't yeah. have to invest much in. Yeah, them. Yeah, that's why I just randomly played Hotline Miami on a whim. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, maybe we're getting to something here because you guys are naming examples, and even though I've never been against them, I've never gone out of my way to play them. Yeah. You know, so maybe maybe we are getting to my it, formula. Well, whenever I initially brought this up, is that what interests me the most is you started and haven't done anything with Fallout. Yeah, and it has no story from what you right. guys have said. I mean, it does, and but it's but bad, did you go but... into getting Fallout for the story? I mean, really? No, it it's no, and it's kind of like an Elder Scrolls. It's game, an, it's Elder, it's the Elder Scrolls logic, which I admitted is murky. I I kind of. I want to say that, yes, it's 90% gameplay based, 
But it's like, okay, then where is that distinction between that and Meat Boy? And there's an right. answer in there somewhere. I just don't know how to quantify. Or, or what's the what's the you loved New Vegas between New Vegas and Four? Gameplay wise, it's not super different. It's probably almost the same thing. Yeah. I yeah. I think I just have to cross my imaginary phantom pain line. There will come a time in the future when I, all of a sudden. I will be probably really addicted to Fallout. It's just I have divided attentions right now, and I'm so obsessed with Dark Souls that it's unhealthy. I I might want to say that I am more in love with the Souls franchise than Nick at this point. Like it, <laughs> it's seriously the like the best games I've ever played in my life. I just can't believe how much I love them. And that is purely gameplay. Yeah, well, you, like that actually, is a purely Nick, gameplay game. Basically. Here's something that's really interesting, though. That's another good gray area example. When you're playing the game, they don't really do a good job of conveying it or anything. But outside reading, of the game, yep, reading about it, mm -hmm. there is as much story value or more than the average game. Do you know what that reminds me of? Destiny. What? Yeah, Dest Destiny is very similar. Huh? It's all. It's all. It's all basically explained through item descriptions. That's that's what Dark Souls does. Oh my, dude! That's what Destiny the, does. does. I think the Souls lore is just fascinating and really yeah. uh, dismal and depressingly yeah. awesome. But you know, it's it, they don't. You spend they so don't really explain that to you. Yeah, yeah. I I we, there's a whole discussion there with Souls that we could have, but. We talk about souls so much. <laughs> every episode. It's the new Destiny. Yeah, basically every episode. It's the new Halo and Destiny. <laughs> I, I guess, like, so, Alex, your example I, was Dying Light, really. But my, my main thing was, are there that many games that you've never finished? And, and apparently not really for you. That Alex. many? No. Uh, I, would probably struggle, I would probably struggle to come up with a handful. Yeah. But that's that's so, changing. In like in the future, if I come right, across right. another dying light, I will stop it. Right. Yeah. Right. But like you, you hit a point where you find you realize like there's no reason to push myself through this if I don't like it. Yes. One hundred percent. And like, and that's what I think is very important. I mean, for me, because I realized that a long time ago. But like, just for the listeners, like, do not push yourself through something that you don't like. Yet, yeah, like, maybe you invested money in it, and that sucks. But Cut your losses. There's, ways, there's no time. There's ways around it. Yeah. There's no reason your you time have to invest time too. Yeah, your time is more important. And if you if you sort of like a game but don't want to finish it, step away for a while, and maybe maybe you'll want to return to it. But like, I'm more interested in experiencing something and getting some value out of it that doesn't make me hate it. Like the minute I start getting really mad at a game that is like irrational anger. <laughs> I have to stop playing it because I don't want that to ruin my view of something that probably has something of value. I'd rather think of it like, well, I hit this point and it was cool up until this point, but I don't want to hate it, so I'm done. Okay, so th there's a whole other thing too. Um, fighters really shouldn't count in this. 1v1. No. Yeah, that's like an adversarial. I that's think, like playing think, Halo yeah, Online. I think you can kind of eliminate multiplayer mm -hmm. focus stuff yeah yeah dying light started yeah so so that was um, my point was like up until that very recently you would never not finish a game again another double negative no i think that's whenever i finally decided that once something's a chore 
don't even start playing it if I can already anticipate it being a chore. Right. Um, but since Dying Light, I didn't finish the Plague Knight DLC for Shovel Knight. But you finished the game. Like, don't, yeah, but d- I that doesn't started count. the DLC and didn't finish it. The, I, I don't know. Uh, but whatever. Okay. So, okay. like, you didn't want to and Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Dark Souls. Right. And, and it's because you just weren't feeling it. And mm-hmm. it's a good thing you didn't push through that because it could have been ages before you did. And then you really would have hated it. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, at this point, though, I don't think it's going to happen anymore because I don't anticipate playing any games. Right. And that, and that I was. Don't want to. Good. Yeah. And that, that's where, like,. I don't I don't know what point I was trying to make. I was just curious because I feel like that's a thing see, that people need to avoid. But here's the thing that you do that I never would is is like we'll use just cause for example. You red boxed it just to play it for a couple hours and then you were done with it. Right, because I I would not want to play that. I just I know I knew basically going into it. And this is kind of different for me cuz I just want to know. Mhm things lately anymore especially with the podcast but just in general like i like i really enjoy reading about all the major releases i want to know at least a little bit about it which i still do too but when it comes to playing it but i knew yeah and i mean i know i could just watch videos and i use that excuse sometimes but i had a i had a little interest in just cause that maybe it would hook me so that was why Mm -hmm. i gave it a shot and i knew within an hour that no way would i ever want to play this game like I no way it's just a waste of time for me. Mm-hmm. And I I have no problem doing that with a lot of things anymore. And like I this goes all the, there's a game that specifically ha- drives me crazy that one day I would love to beat, but it's what started this whole thing long ago pretty much for me was Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. <laughs> Ah, uh, Nick, I started that and played it for two seconds. It was too slow. Oh my god, no! I love the game. It it is a great game. Like I want to play it, but seriously, just... seriously, a great RPG, like turn based RPG. Those yeah. those games are awesome, and I would love to go back and play the N sixty four one. But I got to the ending boss of Thousand Year Door and legitimately could not beat it. Okay, Nick, you saying RPG made me really think and remember the first game I never finished. What? Final Fantasy X, never beat Sin. Right, and you, yeah, so like you got all the way, bait, like almost to the end. We've, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. It was in Sin. But, and Josh, you quit right before Final Fantasy thirteen opened up. Right. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that too. Because you couldn't beat that boss. Because, because I was rushing through it and I was not, I didn't have what I needed to get through him. Actually, uh, I'm going to turn the tables and say you suck at video games because that boss boom. was not hard. I, no, it I, wasn't. 13 is an easy game. Yeah. Totally open to saying I suck at RP at turn-based shit because I don't care. Yeah. yeah, I just don't care. Right. And, and like, so instead of driving yourself crazy, you realize, well, I'm getting nothing out of this, so I'm not playing it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, like, that's not – see, the difference for me with Paper Mario is I absolutely adored that game. And this is what the point I was trying to make was that I got to that boss – and instead of just getting furious, because this, this was on GameCube, so this was, what, 13 years ago or something? Like, I would have I been a teenager and more susceptible to getting very angry at things. And, like, 
instead of looking back and hating that game and just trying to push my way through that and getting really angry, I was just like, I just made, guess I'm just not going to beat this game because it wasn't about the destination that for that game. It was the journey. I loved the gameplay, the world and whatever. And it was a long game and I got plenty out of it. And if I didn't beat it, who cares? Cause yeah, like he- what, what is, what is the payoff in a Mario game? It's not like it's giving me a crazy new way to look at, you know, life, life or something. If you love the game, which you said you clearly do, should, don't you think you kind of owe it to at least beat it? No. No, why? See, why if, do I? If I why love do I owe the game, it? I need to get through it if I like it. But I feel like I owe it to the like the the game has an end state. If I like the game, I need to get to that end state. But what if it makes you angry? What's the point of getting angry to do that? Yeah, that's, I used that's to, have to, to get through mindset. it. To get through it, it's a perfect example. I feel like okay. I feel like this would result from a Dark Souls Witcher argument. How often do you get frustrated with Dark Souls? And Not very often. But you well, pushed yourself through it to beat it because you loved it. Same thing with Witcher on Master. There's no pushing for me. It's kind of... See... Well, Nick, like Nick, you mentioned that what one I'm boss saying, took you, like, how long to beat. But I wanted to do it, because, and I wasn't getting... I got mad a couple times, but, like, I just wanted to do it. What I'm saying is there's a difference where you reach a point where, okay, I realize I don't really care about finishing this, to the point where I want to start freaking out. Like that, my my example was hard to explain to you guys because you didn't play it. But in Paper Mario, that ending boss was very difficult. Maybe if I picked it up today, like maybe I could do it. But at the time, I realized I was like, I don't need to do this. I mm-hmm. don't care if I don't beat this. Like it's totally okay if I don't beat this because I enjoyed everything else. I'm not going to get anything out of beating it. Whereas in Dark Souls, there there is just that inherent challenge value for me with that series. Like the mm-hmm. you go into playing those games knowing you're gonna this die is gonna be difficult. Times. You're gonna die a million times. The bosses are gonna be hard, and that's just that game. Like that's this is the where game. we. This is where we're different. Then is... well, yeah, I'm not trying to agree with you because yeah. we disagree on basically everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just I'm not I'm not looking for an agreement on anything. If, if a game that I love pushes me to get frustrated with it because I can't beat it, it only pushes me that much harder to get through that. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. need to. Yeah, that's for a satisfaction. Nick. Yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, like, if I'm getting frustrated, it starts to make me, I start to resent the game. Like, I don't, res- see, I don't, I'd resent myself. I don't resent the game. It's not the yeah, game. I don't, I don't Self- get, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it like, is, I, I, I don't give a shit fault. if I can't finish a game. I'm not saying it's the game's fault. It's all it's all personal for sure. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just something to be aware of. Like if you are getting mad, step like stop and think like what what value am I getting out of this getting angry? Like I, I there's have, there's no reason to get angry if if there's no payoff. For I have you. input from from both camps. Um there is a factor with me that drives a lot of the decision making. And that is how much time I have invested. So mm. Dying Light was really easy for me to kick to the curb because I played it probably less than 10 hours. Right. However, Nick, you're talking about the Paper Mario thing, and you're like, I love the game. It was great. Basically, the only thing I'm not getting out of it is the end state, so whatever. Yeah. In my crazy little head, I'm like, 
I put all this time in. Oh my god, I I need closure. And yeah. time, not resentment or frustration. Time is my inciting factor there. And and this is exactly why I really like the roguelike genre because I have sunk a lot of time into a lot of different games with never finishing them. Yeah. So yeah. like finishing in quotes, like it just doesn't bother me. I don't care. And like. I probably put like 30 to 40 hours in Paper Mario. Yeah. I did yeah, not feel like I wasted that yeah. at all. And it's not that I would feel like I wasted it. It's just I need closure on that 40 hours. I put For 30, me. I put 30 plus hours in the Binding of Isaac, and I haven't even seen the final boss. But I right. loved every minute I spent with it. And, and that's and, Rogue Bill. And they're, they're a special thing, but they make sense in this discussion. Like, And, and here's another one. Final Fantasy IX got all the way to the very end of that game. Couldn't beat him either, never, right? Never beat it. Never, never beat that game because I never beat the final boss. Like, and I actually like prepared, put a ton of time into it, had very high level people. Couldn't do it. And like that, that used to be kind of my view of Final Fantasy games for a long time because I, I got far in seven and stopped before I went back and played it a couple years ago because I got stuck on a boss, couldn't beat it, didn't care, lost interest, wasn't wasn't worth getting upset about. Uh, eight, I played a decent amount of eight, even though I think eight is bullshit. And what, like, what boss did you get tripped up on in seven as a kid? It was like the it was right before Cosmo Canyon or during Cosmo Canyon with. A, a, like the graveyard or something in catacombs i can't remember it was it looked like a big grim reaper i think or something hmm. like a grim reaper and we've talked about me and you have talked about this oh it, it's like gi natak or something I, like I don't that. yeah i don't remember that's, at all but I, I i'm gonna look it up but uh, that's exactly what it is but like there's a great example of a game where years years later i was like okay maybe i should go back and play this and i went back and destroyed it and had a good time like and I'm, I'm proud of myself i it was spot on it's not gi it's spelled gi it would be gi natak or something like that but yeah he's the boss in cosmo canyon anyway yes continue that was it i i just wanted okay. to know and like i figured it was going to be lengthy but I was curious. Like yeah, that's what she said. No, that's there, I I live for that kind of it's video something, game banter. It's just something to be aware of. And like it's a public service announcement. That's what Nick wanted sort to of, do. Yeah. And and I've actually heard this a lot lately just around it, it, like lately for whatever reason it's been a topic in in other podcasts around the internet like within the last year or so like don't play games that you think are a chore because that's stupid. Like, that's just so stupid. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And I realized that a while ago. Right. Well, a while. This generation, but I realized it a while ago. Yeah. So. We, uh, I don't think we brought up the bet on the podcast. I want it to be public. The Dark Souls 3 bet. Yeah, we did. Did we? I thought we did. I don't know. I no, no, no. That was in the uh, chat, Nick. So, here's the thing, though. Yeah, there's you a can't there's go back a, on it. there's a caveat. No, there's a caveat. We haven't made it official. We certainly did. It's oh, in the text. I, it's official for me. I I will pay Josh five dollars if he finishes Dark Souls. Now the caveat is if he genuinely enjoys it, which you could lie about and be a bastard. I won't lie about but it. But I didn't okay, think you would either. Then I trust you, and I'll, I'm in, I'm also. But okay. the the caveat is is that you are not making it a chore. You are not pushing yourself through it to get 
fucking five dollars. So well, well, I can't because if I say I don't like Josh it, is like, that's no, a it's ten dollars. Right? It, yeah. So that's part. So I can't so like, do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, in reality, we're gonna know fifteen, twenty hours into me playing whether or not I'm getting this or not. Right. I'll know whether or not I like it. Right. And and, and then and the pro the reason we're making this the reason we're making this bet is that I sort of mentioned it when we were talking about three like two episodes ago is that Josh for whatever reason thinks he'll like three more when it's going to be a Souls game it's going to be okay. basically the same thing so like what is going to what is going to change in that game that you think will make you like it more can we throw another caveat out what that. Once we get enough time in it, and I'm not saying the first couple hours for you two especially, like, really spend time with it. If there are genuinely, like, genuine differences between two and three. There's going to, to be differences them. for sure. And you and you guys can't just resort to, no, it's the same Souls game. It can't is, though. But, I, but I am resorting isn't. to that. But if it isn't, we'll, we'll get there. What? If it isn't. Because what, what I'm think thinking is, is going fun. to change? I'm, hey, real quick, they're gonna real quick. Um, there are too many caveats for me. Uh, I feel bad, so I'm PayPaling you a dollar right now, unconditionally, and I'm out of the bet. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care because it's five dollars. Well, because not, I yeah, want to challenge a... you to like it because you you it's... did not give the games enough time. They take time to get into, and you did not give them enough time. And Alex, you don't have to PayPal me that. I I don't even really care about the bet at this point. It's just a matter of fact. Yeah. So I'm thinking they're gonna take. And they might not. This is just speculation on my part. They're going to take what happened with Bloodborne and how people really enjoyed the, the differences between Bloodborne and Souls and take some of that and put maybe sprinkle a little bit in there into some ways you can play Dark Souls. Like the, the backstabbing with the daggers and, and the quick movements. You can the, backstab in every, every one of them. But whatever that new yeah. thing they added is with the thief or whoever it is, I don't know. That's one class. Like, are you going to so play So I'll a thief play class? as that class. Like, I'll play okay, as that class. So, all right, so if that's your reason, why aren't you playing Bloodborne? Like, why haven't you played yeah, Bloodborne? I mean, I, I could be, but that we're not going to talk about that. Exactly. Before. Like, that is exa <laughs> it's exactly why. You don't have a reason to not play it if you're using that as a reason to play three. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, there's not, there's not enough... I don't want to get Bloodborne now because there are other things coming up I want to be playing. Forget that. Okay. In a vacuum, the okay. reason you think you're interested in 3 is because you saw a split second of gameplay where there was a specific class with a specific weapon type that moves slightly faster than you can in the other games. But and now you're interested. The, I thought this before they even showed that. But... Before they even showed that, I thought. But you if know, that's they could what you're looking take. for, if that's what you're looking for, you should have played Bloodborne. Like I, I should have, I know. And you should, or you still should. Like that. Still this may. is where. This is why I made the bet because we're not you, talking about Bloodborne though. This we're is one, but Dark but it but it matters because Bloodborne is essentially a Souls game. It plays slightly differently. I haven't even played it. I know it would be basically the same. Yep. Like I know yep. it would be basically the same. And three is going to basically be the same. It's to going extent, to be difficult. There is plenty out there. There are plenty of people out there. You can pick apart. You can that pick people apart. That don't like the Souls games that really, really enjoyed Bloodborne. You can pick apart each entry to death with differences. There are absolutely differences. Yeah. The overall well, I think thing is it is a Souls game. Yeah. Bloodborne is as different uh, from Dark as, as demons. demons is from yeah, Dark. Basically, yeah. 
Like yeah, it, yeah. that. Yeah. So, and I well, haven't we, even we don't played have to wait long. So we don't I have to wait long. I know. And I, like, I, I pay pound you a dollar, I, Josh. I can't wait, but, <laughs> and this is so stupid and everybody probably shut it off now and unsubscribe, but like, <laughs> seriously, like the, you have to hear the, the fallacy of Josh Simon. Like, wh- like it just doesn't make any sense. What, what? All right, I want to go back. What exactly does not make sense? That you're interested in three without mm-hmm. liking the previous games. Well, here's the thing: is I, I want to like these games. I do. I really, really want to. I tried with two. I played it for almost ten hours. I really tried. I could not get past playing it. I did not like playing it. So I and it's not going to be this... that different. That's what I'm saying. Well, let me have the hope. <laughs> Give me the hope. Let, just let, give me a little bit of the hope. And and again, you didn't play enough of Dar- of Dark Souls. Just bottom line, you did not. Those not games this, have maybe not. Those games essentially have a like soft level hour cap of like twenty plus before you really start to get a feel for it. And you haven't. Yeah, yeah. You have and not. That's, and that's true. yeah. You have not got that far in the first. That one amount or two. of time is not an exaggeration. No, it, it is not, and it's a steep level to climb. It's the same thing as playing Final Fantasy 13 for the 20-hour tutorial and not getting to the point of why that game's fun to play. It's understandable why you don't want to do that. Okay, like, should I should I go back and should I not get Dying Light and get Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin, and try it again? And yeah. try to get to the 15- or 20-hour cap? Yeah, but see, now, I mean, I, now, now that that's out there and you get to that point, you'll just say, well, it doesn't matter. I still don't like it. Like, I'm not going to just, ever, I'm never going to just say something. But you have that in your head. That's a, that's human nature. Like, it, it's it subconsciously, you'll be like, well, nothing's really that different. You know, like, it, you, you won't feel like it's different. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't. Go, I is, would love for you to play Scholar of the First Sin. It's amazing. It's three, it's three late March or early May. I forget. It's something with an M. I think it's late March. April or April? Maybe it's is April. it April? We don't know anything. No. Did I book? I did I book I in that one? For once. Here we go. Dark Souls three. I hate my life. <laughs> it's late March. Ah, late okay. March. Okay. So Nobody the only right. unfortunate. Wait, no, never mind. Don't use another. Girl you girl. have to play it at launch for this bet to work. I know. Okay. For it to work. All yeah. right. My, I was just gonna say, I thought division. I for some reason I keep thinking division's late March, but it's early March, and I'm still not set. I'm gonna get that. <laughs> I tried to play the beta again because <laughs> it's open now. Yeah. I didn't I didn't want to go through all the beginning stuff again because your character doesn't carry over from the closed beta. So I was like, no. I wouldn't play Division for $20. <laughs> for, that's, a, that's a non-game. For, for anybody interested, the Division beta is now open. Anybody can play it. So you can, you can form an opinion before buying it. Yeah. <sighs> Betas. I... Alright. I think that's enough about Dark Souls and and how wrong you are about and, everything. And, getting, and me getting teamed <laughs> up on. That's the hey, nature of this show. <laughs> that's yeah. I was. I was. That's listening. just how it works <laughs> between the yep. three of us. So uh, let me ask one. What if, if you think more Dark Souls? If you think that everybody tuned out already, anyway. If I hit that twenty-hour mark in two, what what do you think? What's that difference? Like, what's that star? You're more. You are more effective. Yes, you are more effective and comfortable with the controls because your biggest problem is you don't like the controls. Yeah, you say they're not tight and they are. And yeah, you're wrong. and and it, and it, you you say you just don't like the feel. <laughs> you just don't. You don't like the feel, and you have to really, you really have to devote time. Like, there's no yeah. way around it. And again, 
it's fine. You also have to study. I want to have to. I want to differentiate. It's a very intensive experience. I want to differentiate. You have to read Wikidot. I also want to differentiate controls and feel. The controls are fine. It's the feel of it that I don't like. The feel's tight also and amazing. Yes. Feels a clunky piece of shit. No. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. But that's where that's where like that hour investment. I feel like okay matters because you think it's clunky. Literally everybody says that starting that series. Everybody. That's what so everybody not, thought. That's what everybody thought when I'm Demons not alone came out. No, you're not alone. That's what I'm saying. It's fine. Like people bounce off of those games. Like they have the whole zeitgeist of like they're amazing, and if you don't get it, you just suck at games. But that's not true. It's it's very easy to give it a chance and bounce right off of it like i don't get it i don't like this whatever and and that was the whole thing around demons when that game came out was that people were like what the hell is this <laughs> like what i can is so this? see that yeah and like and then all of a sudden if you devote time to it there there was like a there was a lag of time i specifically remember when that game came out because i thought the same thing i was like this looks interesting i'm not gonna buy it and give it a shot and like then it kind of just fell off of the inter- like nobody was talking about it's it. It fell then, off like, a, the internet. Yeah, like then, like a month or so later, people were like, "Actually, this is there's something here. Like, there's something to this game." And then it was just from then on, like caught on, and I got on, I caught on to it, and rest is history. But like, it makes sense how you can try playing that series and just not get it. And that's the whole. You need to devote time to it. Like it. It requires time, so it's I, it's an unfair assessment, I think, on your part, Josh. Which is why we always give you shit for it. Is that you say you gave it time, but really you didn't. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I, I mean, when you think about it, typically, if you play a game for ten hours, you're gonna you're gonna know. Exactly. Oh, it's a huge they, they are they are a different animal. It's a different thing, completely. That you have to be invested in, or willing to invest in. So they're gonna dumb down three. I'm gonna love it. Oh God, no! Two, they'll, they'll never ruin their integrity. Two was a little already dumbed down anyway, because two's pretty easy. It is easier. Yeah, especially like if you played the other ones. Like it, it's definitely easier. So they could, they could dumb it down. I don't know. By the way, I have died a substantial amount of time in Crown of the Iron King, Nick. It is difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah, and not yeah. from bosses, just bullshit. The the environment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the le- it's, a, it's a hostile environment. Yeah. You know what? I don't know if I've ever asked this or if I even really know. Are there end states? Yes, there is. There is. There's one. Yeah, I mean, there is a final boss, and once you beat it, you get locked out of everything else. You have to start New Game yeah, Plus. Yeah, you can't which, beat which the then, game and then do all the DLC. You have to do the Which DLC. then resets the world, and you have to unlock everything again, especially in 2, because 2 is like a Metroid game, so like you're locked out of areas. So, yeah. <laughs> there is. I, I never knew that. Yeah, p- public service announcement for the people that are probably not still listening. Um, <laughs> in, in Dark Souls 2, you cannot beat the final boss and then do the DLC. You have to do it within the same playthrough basically you know what i think i remember there being uh like the internet getting upset about that when it came out i mean everybody I, internet gets upset about yeah that, that's so. stupid because you should know that the first game worked that way too so like the people that beat the game got the dlc and then didn't realize that hey i have to play through this again to get right. to the dlc yeah 
I mean, that's kind of frustrating, sure, but get over it. If you're that invested in the series, you can get to those points pretty fast. It's not a big deal. Ugh. Well, now that we've talked about Souls for way longer than we needed to. Yeah, and this is a little long. I, I like, there were things we could have talked about, but I don't know if you want to. Yeah, like, some news. Alex, are you on board? That's fine. That's, go okay. ahead. What do you got? The only, the biggest one I thought was um, Warren Spector is a name people might not know, but he, uh, pretty influential game designer, like, on PC, I don't know, at this point, almost 20 years ago, which is crazy. Actually, definitely 20 years ago. He was involved in very big games that, like, radically changed, like, first-person stuff going forward. He was in... System Shock, the Deus Ex series, and Thief. Which, going forward, those games basically spawned the current state of first-person stuff. Overall. And he is involved in System Shock 3, which I thought was huge news because I immediately wrote off System Shock 3 because, like, why are you reviving a series that really doesn't need to be revived? And the fact that he's on board is pretty cool. And he's made statements in the past that, like, video games are way, way too graphic and violent anymore. And there's, like, a big focus on it. Which is interesting because they definitely are. Like, some games go for gross-out violence for no reason. And, like, with, with how they're getting more realistic, like, it could be disturbing to some people. And I I just am very curious how System Shock 3 will look because at the time those games were ultra-violent, but because they didn't look realistic, it's kind of different. So, I'm I'm much more excited for a new System Shock now that he's on board. So. Hmm. And, for anybody that hasn't played any of those games, because they are very old, but still worthwhile. I know I should. I know I definitely Wait, should. Deus Ex, the first Deus Ex blew me away and it, it's super old and i played that i played the whole series after that like i i played them through deus ex invisible war was on xbox maybe people realize remember but it was kind of poopy but at the same time i still really enjoyed it because it's the same kind of thing and then human revolution was amazing and riffed on what started with the original game like absolutely still worth playing stuff like real that. excited for mankind divided yeah me too and that was what, the the whole Thief thing, like, I've played one of the older Thief games and really enjoyed it, and I think that was why, like, the most recent one, uh, that's just called Thief, it was like a revival that Didn't people hated. Didn't realize that was a revival. Yeah, yep. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's an old series, Alex. Um, hmm. They, uh, people hated it mostly because it was way, way, apparently, I didn't play it, way different than the, like, previous series, and that's what pissed everybody off, was like, it wasn't anywhere near what it used to be. Alex, so. I promise that if you looked up a cover art for the original Thief on Xbox, you'd recognize it. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah. So I'll do it right now. And that's not, that's not even the original one, Josh. That's that's the one I played, and it's sort of similar, but the original one, like, look up... I don't know if it's just called Thief, but the one on Xbox was Thief 3, I think. Thief hmm. 3 Deadly Shadows or something. It was third person. The first one is first person. Going back to the whole influence on first person games but yeah 
exciting. I didn't really have anything else because <laughs> we um, covered everything else. Uh, I will. Oh, okay. Thief Deadly Shadows. Yeah, you're right. I've seen that eight trillion times from the GameStop days. Really um, enjoyed that game. I will uh, committing definitely. I'll start Sticks so I can talk about it next week. That is. Yeah, I was gonna start that too. Currently, that is available for free. Games with Gold. So download it if you're interested. You look like probably a gonna go assassin. Yeah, probably that gonna go away too. soon. Yeah. Um. So the the uh, lead one of the lead writers, a senior staff, Chris Schler from uh. Bioware, who was working on Andromeda, has left them. For mm-hmm. Another le- another big time name going to Destiny to write their story for Destiny Two, and which... he he worked for Three Four Three previously too, I guess yeah. on Halo. 4. So so big name when it comes to to writing. Um, Destiny nobody... Two is looking to shape up pretty good. And and I think the thing is nobody knows exactly like why. It's not a big deal. Like he he might have just been doing like a little part of Andromeda and decided to leave. It wasn't like. Who know like a bad thing or something? So, who knows? And, I don't know. And Alex, you'll think this is pretty interesting because we talked about this on a couple podcasts ago. So, Call of Duty Black Ops Three for Steam has its own separate, only multiplayer component. So you can buy just the multiplayer for fifteen dollars. I didn't know it was just Steam. It's just Steam. It's like without basically we can, every we feature about too. The possibility of doing that for like zombies or something like that. It doesn't have that. That it doesn't have any of that stuff, right, Josh? It doesn't have. I think you can't even. You can't even prestige or anything. Oh, see, I didn't. I didn't look too much into it. I know it's just the multiplayer, though. Yeah, the, I think it's like ultra, ultra stripped down, which is super weird. Hmm. Still, I mean, maybe weird. the next one will just weird. It's yeah. it's very strange. Do we do we need to talk about Street Fighter at all since none of us care? No, it's just it got launched in a really messed up state. Yeah, basically not I messed hated up. everything I read about it. Not messed up, it's just incomplete. And there there's multiple factors why that could be, but it's it's just it's a strange thing. It's missing mm-hmm. features, it has basically hardly any online play other than one on one. So, yeah. That sounds weird, but like fighting games usually have a lobby system where you can have multiple people in a thing and rotate out fighting, but Street Fighter only has one on one. You can't even have more than two people in a lobby right now. Yeah. So. Big deal for people that like that stuff, but. Yeah, and apparently, like, the gameplay is amazing for whoever, like, loves Street Fighter. That's, it sounds like that is a great entry in the series, but all the other content missing stuff kind of sucks. That and the servers are all jacked and yeah, I think that's all been fixed though. That's so. every online game ever anymore. Yeah, truth. <laughs> so at this point, it's just the stuff that is missing. Yeah, that whatever. It's a fighter. Um, yeah, no, no experience with Street Fighter at all. No. Well, I have nothing else to say except watch Peaky Blinders because that show's amazing. Yeah, I will someday. Good, thank you for acknowledging. Random plug. How, yeah, how far I into it are you, Josh? I have the last episode of the second season, and that's it. There's only there's only 12 episodes total. Is it done, or is it like a running thing still? I don't know, and I didn't want to look, because I have no idea how this is going to end. It's insane. Hmm. So, okay. once I finish the episode, I'll look. Cool. Alright. Take us All away. Right. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for listening. 
Uh, this episode was mostly just discussion of whatever stuff. Philosophical but, uh, video gaming and then down to souls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As more stuff comes out, we'll have that coming in the next episodes. But you can find us every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whatever. And uh, leave us a review. Tweet at us on Twitter. <laughs> tweet at us at whatever other social media lets you tweet. <laughs> at 2v1 podcast. We would we would love feedback. Any any general feedback would be great. Um, if you hate the show, tell us. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening, Thanks everyone. All. If I made a list of a hundred ways that we were going to start this podcast, this would not have been it any be, of them. It wouldn't be doing lines of coke coconut rails. Nope. <laughs>